This Three Beards Media podcast is sponsored by Revelton Distilling Company. When Rob and Christy Taylor started following the Kentucky Bourbon Trail in 2012, they fell in love with not only bourbon, but the entire distilling process. Just eight short years later, in 2020, Revelton Distilling Company was opened, offering an entire family of products, including vodka, gin, whiskey, and Revelton Shine. Come visit the tasting room at 1400 West Clay Street in Osceola, Iowa, where you can sample one of their many spirits, including four gold medal winners. Can't make it to Osceola today? Not a problem, as you can pick some up at your local Hy-Vee or Fairway grocery stores. Follow Revelton Distilling on Twitter or Instagram at ReveltonDC or their website, www.reveltondistilling.com. This Three Beards Media podcast may contain mature themes, and if you're not down with that, we got three words for you. Like the podcast. Nailed it! Would you like to sample some of my nuts? And welcome to yet again another edition of Old Man Strength, a podcast of Three Beards Media and brought to you by Revelton Distilling Company. I am Tim Johnson, joined as always by Chris Shipley. Chris, how are we doing this evening? We're doing all right. How are you, Tim? Uh, I'm doing good. It's been it's been a busy week. Uh, I'm in the middle of snowpocalypse right now here in Minneapolis. It's supposed to be anywhere from 10 to 300 inches. So we will see how, how that goes for a February um some places that's a good night <laughs> i'm gonna let that go um anyway uh we i'm really really excited to talk to our guest tonight and so i kind of i don't want to spend too much time i don't want to waste time jetting uh so chris why don't you go ahead and tell our listeners uh who we're talking to this evening yeah we are uh super honored and uh and privileged to have uh the one and only cyclone legend uh current nfl new york jet Brees Hall on the pod. Thank you very much, Brees, for giving us your time. No problem. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, it's uh, it's super exciting. Uh, you know, right off the bat, let's let's find out. I'm sure what everybody's wanting to know how's uh, how's your rehab going and, and how you feeling. Yeah, it's going really good. Um, you know, you have your up and up and down days. You know, days where you feel good and days where you know everything's hurting, everything sucks. But you know, that's just a part of the process. Like it. The rehab process really does suck, but you know you're getting better, so it's it's going good every day. I'm running around and stuff now, so it's been cool. I it was definitely, I think, I, I certainly uh, for fans, we were we were disappointed for you, but it had to be uh, a challenge for what was shaping up to be an absolutely amazing rookie season for you uh, to to have that uh, cut short. But uh, you're actually part of a team surrounded by i think some pretty incredible rookies a, a good kind of up-and-coming team in the jets yeah um it's been cool you know just to like from the moment we got drafted we knew like our coaches kind of expressed to us like you guys are going to be 
the biggest parts to us winning. Like we're drafting you guys for you guys to come in and for us to give you guys the key so we can win. So it's been cool. You know, we, we, we had that confidence from day one that, you know, we knew we could do whatever we wanted. And all we needed was for our, you know, veterans to lead the way for us and just show us the way. And we had it from there with our play. So it's been good. Yeah. You had uh, quite a few uh, string of, of weeks of some highlight runs and, and, and big plays uh, that we saw you have. What, what do you think was probably the biggest transition for you uh, going from NFL to, to Iowa State? Um, really, with me, it was just getting comfortable with the offense. That's That was the biggest thing. I wasn't getting a lot of reps in, like, training camp, really, or in um, preseason. So it just took a while for me to get comfortable. But that was my biggest thing. I feel like once I actually got comfortable after the first, like, three games, and it was I was fine from there. Yeah, I mean, you you hear so much people talking about just the fact that that the size of players is is that much different, or the speed of the game is that much different. But it seems like it seems like it didn't take you very long to adjust to to uh, those types of of things. But uh, I, I the schedule is different, the travel is different. Um, was there anything that was surprising to you? Um, nah, look, I knew everything was going to be a little bit better. You know, travel is a little. It's a little better. It's a, it's a lot more people, but it's a little better, a little easier. Um, you're, you travel a little bit more comfortably. Um, and then, like, as far as, like, the size and the speed and stuff, I didn't really care about that. I knew that was going to – you like, you don't really have any choice but to get used to that. So, I mean, that was going to come naturally. But the adjustments have been fun. I feel like I have a lot more free time um, outside of football. I'm happy I don't got to worry about school anymore. <laughs> <laughs> once, once you exclude school, then, you know, everything's a little bit easier. That's the exact opposite for for people that 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 leave school and don't have like your, your career. I I always look back fondly and go, "Man, I wish I I had all kinds of free time in <laughs> in college." Then again, my GPA probably showed that too. So <laughs> some of the uh, some of the great stories that we've heard about you are uh, your mom told us a story about you waiting uh, for some kids after after uh, school or after games and, and just playing catch with them and, and wanting to meet kids and, and they wanting to meet you. What, uh, what have you been able to do now that you're over in New York? Have you been able to keep up with that kind of stuff or is it a lot harder for you? Oh yeah. We always do. We're always at like football games. Um, I live pretty close to our practice facility. So there's a few food spots around where I go to, you know, kids always notice me. There's a lot of kids that live in my, um, that live where, that live where I live. So, you know, they're always stopping me to talk to me, you know, just chop it up, take a picture or whatever. So, like, anything with kids is cool. And then when I get back home, I always make sure I stop at some high schools or stop at some new football practices and talk, you know, just because that stuff matters that much. I didn't really have too much of that growing up. I didn't really have anybody I really, like, looked up to as far as, like, kids from my city, like, that are that are growing D1 and really making it. So, it's for me to do that is real – I guess it's real big. And you've gotten a chance to to go back to Ames a couple of times. I know my my nephew uh, sent me a picture of you hanging out in front of Cyclone Alley at a basketball game a little while back. Um, does it feel fun to get back to Ames? Yeah, it was actually – it was a lot more – it was more fun than I thought it was going to be. Like, um, when I got down there, uh, it was a Friday night, and um, me and some of my teammates, we uh, linked up and we ate and just – just chilled out. And then Saturday morning was the game. So I woke up, ate breakfast, went to the game, or woke up, ate breakfast, worked out, then went to the game. And as soon as I stepped in, you know, everybody 
like I, I look a lot different. I grew up, I got my little rehab beard going. <laughs> <laughs> I was like keeping a low profile for a while, just walking around like I was a normal person. Then like you, everybody just starts like staring at me a little bit more. And they're like, oh, that's Brees. Oh, that's Brees. And then, you know, everybody wants to take a picture and everybody's asking me how I was doing. Everybody's getting loud. You know, I was out there, you know, taking pictures with the student section and, you know, shooting the t-shirt gun and, just like goofing off like I like I was in college. So it was fun to get back to <laughs> Yeah, I heard you you uh you took that t-shirt gun and immediately fired one right up into the rafters. Yeah, I, I loaded it a little like with the uh air a little too much and like I shot it up and it literally went straight up in the air. I was like shit, but <laughs> it was fun for sure. You you should have been able to crank the horn. They didn't let you at least crank the horn. That oh no no no, I didn't crank the horn. I didn't. <laughs> Also, uh, we here at Three Beards Media think you should keep the beard. That seems like a good trademark. Yeah, I like it that. It's good on you. I don't know. I'm, I'm having mixed emotions with it because, like, it just takes so long to come in, like, as full as I want to. So I'm, like, I'm over it, but at the same time, I'm, like, I, I, I'm keeping faith because I've seen the progress. It's just not as fast as I want it to be. <laughs> <laughs> that, that'll come with time. That'll come with time. Yeah. Um. So, you know, I think one thing that a, a lot of – uh, Iowa State fans have always appreciated uh, about you is your attitude towards Iowa State, towards the program, uh, famously saying uh, it's a five-star culture. Uh, you were lucky enough to be able to go into the league um, with a lot of fellow players. It's something that, you know, for Chris and I, we're not used to seeing this many Cyclones in the league at the exact yeah. same time. Uh, do you get a chance to to talk with, with some of your fellow Iowa Staters uh, throughout the season? Yeah, I, yeah, I do. I uh, talk to him like literally every week. You know, when uh, when Brock started playing, like he started playing a little after I got hurt. So like we'd be in our group chats, sending like big cock Brock memes and like doing <laughs> <laughs> just doing a whole bunch of funny shit like that. We talk after every game, every week, so it was cool. Yeah, that, I mean that that had to have been fun. I I think uh, you know certainly. <clears throat> While America was kind of taken by storm by by what he did, I think I think I'm sure for you that was probably not really a, that much of a surprise. Yeah, so it was, but like with Brock, like I was surprised, but I wasn't, you know, because like I was saying, we're not getting all the best recruits, and you know, we kind of had to do more with less in a in a sense. Um, and then seeing him with all those weapons, I know I could tell like he didn't feel any pressure, he didn't feel like he had the force to make the play, like. He was just out there balling, so I was I wasn't really too surprised. I was real happy for him that he got his shot, and with him being like the whole Mister Irrelevant and all this all that crazy stuff, just his whole his whole story is just like so crazy. And it's a testament to the type of person he is, the type of family he comes from. So, like for him, I was I was just like he he kind of like motivated me a little bit, gave me some inspiration because you know when you're injured, you're kind of like you're kind of like down in the dumps. You don't really want to do anything. You're asking yourself like, why me? You don't want to go to rehab and stuff. And, Seeing him ball out was just like it brought light to me, just because I was so happy for him. Yeah, and and now he's just news today that he's kind of got to wait a little bit more on on his surgery. So, um, uh, boy, a, a lot of thoughts and prayers go out to him on on yeah. rehabbing as well and getting ready for the season. Um, but what what do you think it is about Iowa State, about uh, whether it's Coach Campbell or the rest of the coaching staff that that helped prepare you guys so well for the for the NFL? Um. Really just everything uh, from on the field to more off the field, you know, with me, like Coach Campbell always stressed me, like, 
off the field, just always making sure that I was on point, um, just making sure that I, I knew that, you know, I was the face of the program. So everybody knew where I was. Everybody know what my car looks like. Everybody knows where I live. So he just wanted to make sure that I was always sharp and on point and aware of my surroundings and stuff, you know. Um, and then with that, you know, he just always stressed to make sure I was being a good person. You know, he, he said, always told me like being a good person goes, you know, goes a long way. And then on the field, he always stressed to me that uh, talent is never enough because, you know, naturally I always knew I was one of the most talented players. And like my freshman year, the work ethic wasn't always there. So for a while, like they would always like kind of like test me, like fuck with me during workouts, make me do extra reps or, you know, um, give me a little harder load than other, than other guys had just for me to, just for them to help me build that little work ethic, that extra work ethic for me to, you know, be willing to, you know, uh, do just do more. And so I feel like just out, just throughout my whole career, I went from being like that little freshman that, you know, was just out there playing this role to being the guy that everybody looked up to. So just uh, that whole experience of me having to mature in college, like he helped me out a lot with that. When, uh, when you uh, were playing uh, before you got injured, you, you won the, offensive rookie of the of the week a couple couple times you got to carry that belt around brock won it a couple of couple of times uh for cyclone nation i gotta tell you that was uh a pretty surreal moment and at the end of the year to know that we could have had two offensive rookie of the year candidates uh up for the vote uh if you wouldn't have got hurt was was kind of mind-blowing for us but uh surely you thought you had a shot at it your teammate won it garrett won it uh yeah. but did you did, did you give him a little ribbing and like you know if I wouldn't have got hurt that probably would have been mine yeah he uh he always <laughs> we always joke about it all the time but if I didn't win it I either wanted him or Brock to win it I didn't really want anybody else to but um I feel like we kind of manifested it though like after we got drafted me Garrett and Sauce like and even Jermaine like we were like okay like we have the best rookies in each position and we feel like like what the roles are going to play, like there's no reason that one of us shouldn't be, shouldn't be winning it. So like we kind of, we kind of knew what was going to happen. It was up to us to just make the plays and ball out. Your mom admitted on the podcast that uh, when she was on, uh, that she had a dream that you were going to get drafted by Detroit. Did she ever tell you that? No, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not very glad she did. <laughs> who who was your team growing up? I didn't. Have, I didn't really watch NFL like that. I liked college, so I wasn't really like NFL to me was like super boring. The games were super long. I just never wanted to watch. <laughs> no, I, I, I mean, I, I think that's fair. There's something about the college game where I think, you know, the rivalries mean a little bit more, and, and, yeah, and the tighter seeing, season means more. Seeing like the teams that just had those like game breakers, like no matter what you do to stop a guy, he's going to run around make a play, like regardless of. Uh, you guys having the having the perfect defense or whatever to stop it. Like some guys in college are just too much. You know they're more athletic, bigger, faster, so you can't really do anything to stop them. So, like my like I played quarterback growing up. So like my favorite player was Braxton Miller for a while from Ohio State. Like sure. I thought he was like a god, and and then uh, it went from him. Uh, I like Cam Newton, uh, Marcus Mariota, Johnny Manziel, and then running backs. It was always you know the regular like Reggie Bushes and you know, uh, Michael James and just like, just all the top guys, uh, Carlos Hyde and then Ezekiel Elliott and Melvin Gordon and just all those type of guys. So it's just, I really just watched everybody. That's awesome. Uh, what do you, what do you, what would you tell 
young guys coming up uh, about Iowa State and why they should go to Iowa State? Mm. See, I've never been the type to like tell somebody like you should go to Iowa State over this college. Like some guys are like the Iowa State isn't for everybody. So it's like at the end of the day, you got to pick where uh, you want to be. But um, I'd say like if Iowa State was getting their recruits that these other schools got, we'd be a we'd be a top tier team. Because if you look at like our record might not always show, but if you look at the scores and like how we're playing, and then look at like their recruits we're getting compared to other schools, it's like okay, these guys are doing a lot more with less. And it's and that's a testament to our coaches and the development that they're putting us, like, willing to, you know, have us do, put us through it. I feel like um, I would say it's different from a lot of places just because it's not as much business. Like, guys aren't going there for NIL money. Guys are going there because they're sold a vision. And um, Coach Campbell isn't one of those guys that's all about giving money for guys to go there. He's, he's going there. He wants you to make – he wants to make you a better person, a better football player. Um, he wants to be like, like as much as he's worried about football, he wants to be a great husband, a great father, like just those little things. So it goes, it goes a lot more than me just being a football player. So uh, you mentioned appreciating ha- having a little bit more free time, uh, not having class, uh, and obviously uh, you're continuing your your rehabilitation. But but what does this off season look like for you? rehab five sometimes six days a week for like four four or five hours um come home if i'm exhausted i nap um and i'm a big gamer and tv i'm getting into a lot of tv shows and movies now so like just for me like i want to go have fun i want to take trips and stuff but also focus on like i know i can be one of the best running backs in the nfl i know i could you know do whatever i want in this league but I can't do that unless I'm healthy. So right now my biggest priority is just me being healthy. So I kind of put all my off-season plans on hold right now and just and focus on, you know, just being healthy and, um, you know, finding more faith in God, becoming, you know, just, just you know, giving, giving my faith in him more and um, really just trying to enjoy this process. You know, I didn't realize how much I really, like, missed playing football, like, until I got hurt. You know, everybody, nobody really likes to practice all the time or, Nobody wants to sit there and watch film all the time. But, you know, I just miss – I miss being around the guys. Like, I was always in the training room all day. Nobody was ever really in there. I was in there by myself. Um, me was always hurt, and I was ready to cry during workouts because I wasn't used to it and stuff like that. So, you just, like, kind of learn to appreciate it more. And, um, like, I'd be the first to tell you, I've never really – as a running back, I never really had to watch, like, loads of film or I never really had to, like, practice the most. But you learn to appreciate that stuff when you just don't do it anymore. This is uh this we like to do some different stuff here on Old Man Strength. So I'm going to ask you kind of a fun question. You mentioned streaming. You like to watch some TV. What's what what's a what's a show that you're streaming right now? What's Brees Hall streaming right now that you probably would get made fun of by everybody else? Oh, I feel like there's no show I watch that I will get made nothing. <laughs> watch all the regular stuff. Like Outer Banks is my favorite show. There's a good show on Netflix called Kaleidoscope. Um, I started The Last of Us. Um, what else do I watch? Euphoria. I watch. I actually do watch kind of a weird show. It's called Lucifer. Oh, and sure. Yeah. It, yeah, and it's about like the devil, but he comes to Earth and he is like a detective or whatever. It's it's like super weird, but it's good. So if any, if I got to make fun of anything, it would probably be that. But um, I think 
Also, like, I like to watch a lot of YouTube. So people will make fun of me about, like, I like to watch Madden YouTubers. I used to play a lot of Madden. So I watch, I'm cool with a lot of them. Like, I text back and forth with, forth with a lot of them. So I watch a lot of Madden. And sometimes, like, guys will come up behind me and see what I'm watching on my trainers and see what, <laughs> like, like, why are you watching these dudes play video games? And it's like, it's not just because they're playing video games. It's because they're actually really funny on their streams and stuff like that. So that's part of the reason why I watch them. Well, that's, the, that's the older generation because I, I don't get that either. So. Well, I, I, I just like the idea that you're watching a video game of your job. I can't imagine Chris watching a video. I can't even imagine playing a video game about my job, let alone watching someone else play a video game about What's my job. What's crazy is that one of the most famous Madden YouTubers, he went to Iowa State. And oh, really? So, yeah, so like I didn't realize it, but I was watching one of his um, streams one day and he gave me a shout out. And so I had, uh, <laughs> and yeah, he gave me a shout out. And he's like, yeah, shout out, Brees Hall. You know, I went to Iowa State. I used to love watching him. And I was like, oh, shit, that's crazy. So he <laughs> had got in contact and we've been cool ever since. So just like, it's just little things like that. Like, it's a small world. So you never know, like, what type of connections you can make, who you can know, and, you know, what relationships you can build. That's I, funny. I'd have to imagine that's something that, you know, going from, uh, you know, a relatively small school in, in a small state like Iowa to playing in a market like the New York market, uh, just the access to, to well, and in, you know, giant league, having access to people and things that I think you probably couldn't even imagine before. Yeah. Um, just realizing like how much bigger your name can be. Um, and then that also came with me picking the agency I picked, which is Clutch Sports, which is one of the top, probably the top agency right now. And um, with LeBron, it's with like guys like LeBron, Anthony Davis, um, Donovan Mitchell, like De'Aaron Fox, just guys like that. Um, and like I've, I've gotten to do so many cool things as like such as like going, just going to NBA games, going to Super Bowl events, um, Pro Bowl events, just like different stuff like that. Um, I got to meet LeBron myself um, and Anthony Davis myself. Um, Rich Paul, he's the um, like CEO of Clutch and just talking to him, just just like all the opportunities I've gotten. And uh, one thing I'm trying to get more into is like fashion and stuff like that, because uh, I've never really been in the clothes. I have a ton of shoes, but no clothes. So I'm trying to get more. <laughs> into things. But it's it's because I but I still like being comfy so much. So I can just throw on sweats in the hoodie every day and be fine. I don't really care. So just being in New York, there's so many things we can get into. There's so many like different types of food places, different types of fashion stores to go to. Um, I've been to like di just different, like there's, it's just the whole lifestyle is different. Everything's a little more upscale. Like you could go play mini golf and you think it's the bougiest thing in the world. You could go play, <laughs> go ball <laughs> thing in the world. Like you can go on single day cruises for a few hours on boats on the water. Just, it's just all the different things you can get into. It's crazy. Who's, uh, who's, who's your, uh, your flashiest, uh, sharpest dressing teammate? Who's, who, who's the, <laughs> who's the, the most fashion conscious? I'd say Quan Alexander, linebacker. Uh, there's another linebacker, Jamie and Sherwood. They both they both put a fit on whenever. Um, Quentin Williams dresses really good. Quint his brother Quincy dresses really good. Uh, oh, Garrett Wilson too. Garrett every week, every <laughs> week doesn't fail. But Garrett, see the thing I appreciate about Garrett is like his whole like. His whole persona is like different. Like his personality is different. His uh, 
the way he dresses is different and this like the way he goes about things is different he's he's almost like a cool nerd in a way like, <laughs> nerd. and uh the thing i appreciate about him most is that he's comfortable in his own skin like he doesn't change for anybody so just like and learning to be around guys like that like him like sauce jermaine like uh Quan, just uh all the guys on our team just seeing how different their personalities are but, but they're unique it's just been cool to be around all these different people Oh, that's, that's super fantastic. cool. Well, Brees, I got to tell you, we, we have another podcast called Sigh of the Storm. It's got Marcus Pfizer and uh, and Bert Curvey and George Trice uh, on it. And I got a text from them about an hour and a half ago going, uh, can someone explain to me why Brees Hall is going on old man strength and not Sigh of the Storm? So, uh, <laughs> tell, tell, tell them to hit me up and I got them for sure. All right. So uh, I'll, I'll maybe I'll pass uh, your number to him if that's all right. And then yeah, George will reach out. George is uh, – George runs uh, the Trice Legacy Foundation that uh, is a scholarship uh, for kids at East at East Tech from where Jack was and and is involved uh, a lot with the 100-year anniversary. So I would okay. love to be able to connect you too, if that's all right. Please, yeah, that's cool. Awesome, Brees. Well, I, we know you got to go. I want to ask one last question. Uh, you know, this kind of the whole ethos of this podcast is that we know it all and and we have advice for everyone when which we know is entirely not true but uh you are someone who probably has uh advice uh particularly for for younger kids or high school kids uh what advice do you like to give those kids um i always tell kids like if your dreams if people don't tell you your dreams are too big then they're not big enough um you can, you can do anything you want to, but I also have to tell kids, like, there's there's a billion other kids trying to do the same thing you do, so what are you going to be, what are you going to do to be different, like, what are you going to do to separate yourself, whether it's putting in the extra work, um, and that's usually the biggest thing, just the work you're working at, how much extra you're willing to do, um, how much you're willing to do when people aren't looking, um, and it even comes with little things, like, I knew I was different um, growing up, just because of, like, how much I really, like, genuinely love sports, like, I just love to I love to watch YouTube videos and then go outside and practice everything, every movement I saw till I got it down. Like, I like my friend, you could ask my mom, like, I'd be outside playing basketball. It's pouring rain outside and storming. She's telling me to come outside. I'm telling her, no, I want to get a few extra shots up. Um, like, I could go to the, I used to be able to go to the Y and play, stay at the Y for eight and nine hours all day, just playing pickup with my friends and um, playing with the older guys. And um, me used to be, like, I used to be able to sit out, sit out at football practice and get, actually working on drills all day just just those little things that like you can tell like that a kid's gonna be different just from him doing little things like that and that's how I knew I was different from a lot of people that's how I knew I really love sports just because of you know those little tedious things that I was willing to do to you know just not even realizing that it was getting myself better but it was getting me better just because of the extra work I was willing to put in I think that's great advice I like the idea of uh if people aren't telling you your dreams are too big, they're not big enough. I, I think that's, that's, uh, that's great. Uh, Chris, what other questions do you have for Brees before we let him go? Brees, I, uh, I don't, I don't have anything else for, for you. I know that your time is limited. I wanted to thank you again for coming on. Uh, we would love to be able to have you back on when you have more time, if you're all right for with sure. that. For sure. Uh, I, I, I will be remiss uh, if I didn't say that my daughter told me that uh, her best friend, Bridget was your biggest fan. <laughs> and I, I'm getting text messages over here that if I don't mention that. And my nephew Landon. Hi, Bridget. How are you doing? There you go. 
<laughs> and my my nephew Landon uh, ordered two Brees Hall jerseys, and he. Uh, well, I probably shouldn't have said that because I think they might be for for his birthday. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Landon, I said, "What's up, dog? How are you doing? I appreciate you for everything, and you know, keep rooting for the Cyclones and keep rooting for the Jets. I appreciate. It. I appreciate right. them." I think they make uh, Jets jerseys in a 4X, so I'm going to order one. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. Excellent. Well, uh, Brees, uh, thank you again for, for coming on Old Man Strength. Uh, tell your mom we say hi. Uh, always enjoy ch- chatting with her as well. So, um, man, we, we cannot thank you enough. We're, we'll look forward to, to seeing uh, what next season brings for you. Oh, yeah. I got I got something in store for sure. I think, thank you guys for having me. I'll definitely be back. Excellent. Awesome. Thanks, Breeze. Have a great night. At Revelton Distilling Company, everyone has become a part of the Revelton family. From the Taylors and their daughter who helped perfect their award-winning gins, to the team who installed Lucy, our 33-foot-tall custom-made still, right down to the local farms that provide our coveted corn, and even the cows on those farms who consume our mash byproduct. Want to see the farm to flask come to life? Now you can tour Lucy and find out where we take Iowa's harvest and transform it into our finest spirits. Choose between a 45-minute tour or find out even more by scheduling a VIP behind-the-scenes tour to get the taste of the full Revelton experience. You can visit them at 1400 West Clay Street in Osceola, Iowa, or find all of Revelton's award-winning spirits at any local grocery or spirits retailer. Awesome. He's a super great guy. What a, what a nice guy for him to come back on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, certainly uh, very kind of mild mannered, mannered uh, humble yet confident, um, but uh, super down to earth. And, and I, I can't imagine what it's like to uh, go into a, a large market like that, into a large <laughs> enterprise like the NFL, and and keep your head on your shoulders properly. And it seems like he's he's done so much uh, right about that. But uh, you know, again, knowing his mom, it does not surprise me that that uh, he has kept himself level headed. Yeah, no, for sure. That good family, and uh, I just I was rooting so hard for him this year. Uh, to watch him play. Uh, I think he fell in the draft, but I think he fell in a perfect spot, to be honest with you. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he was able to to pick up. He wasn't necessarily going to be the 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 sole uh the sole back, the the sole workload carrier, but it, he established himself very, very quickly as that guy that was the go to in, in the future of, of running back for that franchise. Yeah. Well, so I know a lot of people listened uh, tonight to to get with Bree. So what I thought we'd do is we maybe take the rest of this time and let's introduce ourselves to maybe to some new listeners and tell them what we're about. And then uh, I thought maybe what we would do is compare some some Iowa State running back lists and see who we think is 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 uh, on our list here. So perfect. Well, what why don't we go ahead and and uh, grab a word from our sponsor, uh, and then we will be back in in just a second. Awesome. Perfect. All right. Let me write that down. That's at the 27 minute mark. Okay. 
And we are back. Uh, once again, this is Old Man Strength, in case you forgot what you were listening to, because you only tuned in to listen to Brees. Um, but uh, I, I tell you what, if you're still listening at this point, we thank you guys very much. Uh, you can go ahead and check out not only Old Man Strength, but all of the podcasts on the Three Beards Media Network. A uh, little something uh, for everyone. Uh <clears throat> Chris and I might both be cyclones, but we even allow some Hawkeyes to have some podcasts on here as well. Um, but, right. uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, uh, Chris mentioned uh, right there before the break that, you know, if this is your first time listening to us, uh, th- the idea of this is that, that Chris and I are just a couple of old guys who know, we just have life all figured out. Really? I think, uh, uh, which is not anywhere near the truth, but um, <laughs> but uh, Chris and I do like to to much like old men do like to reminisce about the past as well. That's right. Uh, we 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 are about the past, which means what we're going to do is we're going to look at this list of uh, of cyclone running backs uh, and maybe kind of banter back and forth with who we think should be what top five. Sure, sure. I like top five. All right, so. Uh, I will rank them five to one. Okay. Let me write this down. Uh, my number five is going to be uh, Blaze Bryant, simply for the hair factor. Alone. <laughs> <laughs> the 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 hair factor alone, sure. Um, I mean, also, uh, what he did in, uh, you know. Uh, what was that 1989? Uh, probably puts him that that might be a, a single season top three or four or five or something like that. Yeah, um, he was, yeah, he was playing there when I when I when I was a freshman. That's I mean, that was the team that and and him was the guy that made me kind of fall in love with cycling, cycling sports. So, yeah, shortly after. Our man George Condit Sr. was playing on the uh, on the, on the defensive line over there. So yeah, that's true. That's true. Five for you. Your number five. Um, Blaze is probably probably five as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, oh, no, he he might he might be higher. Um, Darren Davis actually might be number five for me. He surprisingly uh, did not make my top five it doesn't surprise me he's certainly in the shadow of of his older brother um uh also um you know his teams are slightly different but what he did for a career i think is still absolutely legendary and uh you know being the running back to help take down iowa certainly uh uh helps out helps his cause as well yeah i think if there had been a longer gap between him and troy I think he would probably be more appreciated, but they all run so far, so close together that I think it, it's unfairly kind of lumps him in there. Sure. All right. All right. So then, so then who, who would be your number four? Enos Haywood. Uh, Enos Haywood uh, is a very good one. Uh, certainly pivotal on, on uh, those teams that helped kind of uh, bring Iowa state back to bowl games and, 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 you know, Certainly, a, a great player on some teams that actually uh, started to to have some real uh, national presence as well. That that uh, that 
uh, insight bowl game against Pitt. Um, you know that that team that finished what nine and three. It was nine and it was, three. Yep. Sage was in the backfield. Was was quarterbacking. Yep. I, I I just love the way he ran. Uh, and he was, I think, for me, just tough. He, that's what I in, embedded. He was more of that battering ram type guy that I really liked. All right, no, I I think I think that's that's certainly um certainly a good a good pick as well. Oh boy. My number 4, I don't know. Um Ennis is a good pick. Alexander Robinson might be up there. Mm. As, as number 4. Um yeah, I'd probably have to be between one of those two. I forgot about him. <laughs> uh, those ones during the uh, during that era are are because they played so many different running backs that at that time that sometimes he gets lost in the shuffle too. I think. Yeah, yeah, no, you know, it, it, there have been so many decent, decent. There's some pretty great running backs at Iowa State in Iowa State history. Um, it's certainly, I mean, cer- certainly, when I'm talking about this, I'm talking about my 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 life right like i don't right yeah i don't remember seeing Dwayne crutchfield play. i don't He's either pe- and i was just thinking right. him too and i was just thinking uh some people are probably screaming into their phones right now uh but he didn't make the cut for me i just had never seen him play i so yeah. it unfairly didn't yep i can't rank him so um number three for me is david montgomery same and that was that's hard to have him at three because i love him to death uh i have uh, such admiration for him and he's a bear so it's <laughs> extremely hard and uh on a side note i saw some douchebag on fox sports one today talk about how they should sign saquon barkley and let montgomery go and i about lost my mind <laughs> um interesting uh it's an interesting take uh, I, I I'll, I'll give you the reason why. If we're gonna go off on a tangent, I'll give you the reason why. That not that you care two shits about the Chicago Bears whatsoever <laughs> or any of the other listeners, but we have so much cap space and so many holes that we should not be spending a shit ton of money on Saquon Barkley when we can take that money, put it on the offensive and defensive line, shore up the offensive line, re-sign David at a lower price. And still load up on some wide receivers and so on in the draft. That's what. That's why I think. I think if you pay Barkley a huge amount of money, he's a running back. You don't spend that kind of money on a running back. You can get David Montgomery, who can get. He may not. He's not the player that Saquon is, but for the amount of money that you could pay him, as opposed to Saquon, and move that other money along the line, I think is better. No, I, I I certainly think that I certainly think that's fair. I think particularly uh, the way running back has changed in the NFL. Um, you know, fifteen years ago there weren't running backs by committee, and now it seems like like uh, there's nobody who gets the majority of touches. Um, I, I mean, unless your name is Christian McCaffrey, um, a lot of running backs are are sharing touches with someone else. 
And so why would you invest that much in any one player? Certainly. And I think, I mean, the 49ers are, are a perfect example of a team that spent money in the right places and saved because they saved money in other places. Right. And, right. and all the more reason to, to roll with Trey Lance and Brock Purdy uh, into next season is that, you know, uh, on those rookie contracts, you still got them for, for a steal. You can, you can invest that money elsewhere. Yep. No, I agree. hundred percent. All uh, right. So, the... so number three was, was, was David Montgomery. I think we both agree on that one. Yes. <coughs> now the question is, is, uh, obviously I think we both have the top two. Uh, <laughs> do we have them ranked the same? <coughs> Sorry. Uh, I will just preface it by saying that my list changed after two years ago. Uh, Brees has moved into my number one spot. Uh, and it's that's really hard. Because mm-hmm. Troy Davis, consecutive 2,000-yard seasons, the only man in, in the history of college football to do it, on teams that were absolutely atrocious by the, by the stretch. But uh, I have uh, Troy 2 and Brees 1. Yeah, I, I, I'm still conflicted on that. You know what Troy did, uh, like you said, um, the back-to-back 2000 seasons, uh, but the fact that there weren't other weapons. Every my mom knew they were going to hand it to Troy every single time, and she doesn't watch football, right? Like right. It, they could have stacked a billion guys against him, and he was still what he was still able to do. Uh, it's just hard to compare. It's hard to compare Brees and, and Troy for a lot of reasons. The teams were different. The weapons were different. The style of play was different. Troy wasn't playing in an era with, with uh, this much passing, right? Uh, it's just a very different thing. I, I, oh man, are you are you gonna make me pick between the two of them? Yeah, you have to. <laughs> you're the GM of. Uh, you're, you're the AD of Iowa State. You got Troy Davis, you got Brees Hall in the backfield. Who's getting a starting nod? Um, no, I think I'm gonna agree with you on 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 Brees. Um, uh, I think what he did the the I mean, for all of all of uh, Troy's rushing records, uh, Brees's 50 touchdowns is completely, uh, uh, you know, feels like an untouchable record for anybody. Um, I also think, uh, uh, you know, what he brought in some of the other intangibles, uh, at Iowa state and what I see in his, his NFL career already. Um, I, I think, uh, you know, he's, he's a sneaky, good, uh, receiving running back. He's, he's, uh, developed his game as a blocker as well. Um, I, I, I think, boy, it's tough to pick that though. It really is. Yeah, it's a it's a rough problem to have, right? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. But no, I I think you know we, we could be Iowa. We our top two could be Kevin Harmon and Ronnie Harmon. <laughs> how many fumbles in a bowl game? Yeah, I, you know it's it's one of those things where you know some some schools are known for a particular position, and and you know it's kind of like Iowa State men's basketball point guard seems to stand out. Uh, uh, way beyond anything else and i think running back for iowa state definitely seems to to be uh a position that that for whatever reason even in down years always seems to have some talent there yeah for sure 
Well, that wasn't near as controversial as I thought. I thought for sure we were going to argue about that. That's usually what we do is argue. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, I I like the the the, the Blaze Bryant pick. Uh, I I actually, boy, why did I bring him up just the other day? I, I mentioned something about Blaze Bryant. Uh, so he's definitely somebody that that I'm still reminded of regularly to this day. But um, I think Blaze is in real estate in Dallas right now. I I uh, stumbled upon his page on facebook and follow it and every once in a while he gets uh he gets uh shown up on my feed a little bit so he also fyi does not have his hair anymore i was gonna say i I can't i can't imagine he still has he still has the hair (laughs) (laughs) oh well as you can hear i'm i'm struggling over here with my cough this it's been a couple weeks for me yeah i've 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 basically been perpetually sick for the last two weeks as well stacy was sick all last week and i thought i was gonna not get it and uh you know for for those of you that are out there know my mom is in the hospital and uh had emergency surgery last week and uh so uh i was dealing with that going in there and didn't get a lot of sleep last week um and then uh, i woke up sunday morning with a kind of a scratchy throat it's been off and on, and now I've got a cough, and I'm just coughing up a bunch of gunk. So, boy, we are uh, putting the old man in old man strength here uh, tonight. I know. About... I I'll tell you how old I am. I I, I got excited. It was six o'clock. I watched the evening news, and then I I watched the Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> so, because you know, I'm nothing but a stereotype. Oh, I'd make fun of you, but I was just thinking about how much I just need to have a hot bath. So. Um... <laughs> There you go. Yeah, See, no, I'm that's right what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, and I'm hooking up with George on Saturday. We're going to go down to Revelton to, to see Rob and Christy. Uh, going to get George introduced down there. I think John Walling might come down with us and and Brent Curvey. So, oh, fantastic! Yeah, be a good old time. So if you're if you're out and about and uh, you guys want to hit something up, go go hit up Rob down at Revelton. So, excellent. Well, Chris, between everything we've got going on, why don't we go ahead and, and wrap this one up a little bit early? Uh, I'm excited to know, though, that we'll uh, we'll get a chance to talk with with Brees again. Um, uh, and we've we've again, as always, we've got some more exciting things in the works uh, with with Three Beards Media. Any other things you kind of want to highlight as we wrap this thing up? <clears throat> yeah. So, uh, side of the storm is going strong. Uh, bitter units. Uh, you guys have uh, have hit a couple episodes lately, so you guys are are up and running. Uh, it things are going really well. Uh, we are working on that merchandise site, so that's going to be up here uh, in the next week or so. Uh, Amy's working hard on that from Hatmus Happy Hour, um, and I am uh, working with Paul and Heather to get the uh, the inside the tape uh, pod launched and so on. The one thing I do want to talk a lot, a little bit about is the series that we did with Kyle Lehman. Uh, we did a Q, uh, a Q and a with, uh, Kyle Lehman on first time home buyer questions. Uh, Caitlin, uh, my daughter and her boyfriend Walker kind of walked through the process a little bit. There's some really good information in there. So that's out on our YouTube channel. Uh, we're also inserting some of those ads in our, in our pods and things like that. So, uh, be sure to, uh, Go to the YouTube channel, threebeardsmedia.com. Check out that Q&A by, uh, by Kyle at Wintrust Mortgage. 
But we take a minute from this Three Beards Media podcast to listen to a word from our sponsor, Kyle Lehman at Wintrust Mortgage, from our series of questions on what to expect when buying a home for the first time. Right. And I think um, a, a big problem we see, too, is a uh the spreading of misinformation on social media. So especially for people our age, it's kind of hard to know, okay, well, my dad and my parents and um, aunts and uncles might say one thing, but then right. other you have people. All these flooded, mm-hmm. flooded mixed feelings coming towards you from both sources, but. Yeah. So it's really nice. You are in the position you are in for a reason. And that's why we're talking to you today. Yeah. And I appreciate that. I think to your point, um, it's with anything, right? You can find the answer that you want to any question. If you go on the internet, personally, I believe that people should do a 30 year mortgage. And if you can make payments ahead, then that's the way to do it. You, unless you're, you know, a little bit further down along in life and have your career established and really things figured out, you know, that 15 year loan is such a bigger payment than the 30. You can always pay ahead on the 30 year loan. But if you do a 15 year mortgage with a much larger payment, that's the payment that you have to make. There's no way around that. Right. So. Excellent. Well, uh, folks, with that, I know this one's a little bit shorter, but I, I'm I'm sure you're grateful to not hear us uh, hacking and coughing and almost dying on the mics this evening. I know, man. Uh, I almost I, I almost took one for the team here about five minutes ago. <laughs> well, I and I've I've got to get up early because I know I'm gonna have uh, oh, seven feet of snow that I'm gonna have to clear uh, after out of the driveway and and see if I can't uh, ride a tauntaun to work in the morning. So. Um, hopefully he doesn't die before the first marker yeah do, do you do you know uh <laughs> incidentally do you do you know uh what the temperature inside of tauntaun is i do not it's lukewarm <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah I know. by the way I, speaking of tauntauns and and star wars our buddy bill called me out on last on the last pod <laughs> he did because i didn't i didn't put star wars in the top five and just so you know, he's a hundred percent right. I was it, it should be in my top five. I just was trying not to be. I was trying to be more educated and be a little more, <laughs> be a little more elitist and not put Star Wars on there. So, in reality, I put the Planet of the Apes on there, and that was not really true. I don't really care for that movie. How funny! <laughs> so there you go, Bill. You were right. Oh, and right now I can, I can hear Bill saying, "No, I know." <laughs> yeah right Perfect. i don't need to tell him that exactly all right well listener once again please go ahead and, and check out uh all the pods on three birds media go and check us out on our socials you can find chris on twitter sidegrad sidedad i am tim johnson m and for all complaints uh whatever aaron wall's twitter handle is please go send them there <laughs> Uh, Aaron and, handles the uh, the complaints for Three Beers Media. Exactly. So yeah. anyway, uh, listener, we thank you very, very much. Please go ahead and stick with us. Uh, download, like, rate, subscribe, uh, all of those things. Uh, we appreciate it very much. And with that, we will see you guys next time. <laughs>